just as he knew what it was to have his fill of beluga. Because he preferred caviar, he had made certain he lived a life that included it. He was good, very good at what he did, but success hadn't come easily. I have a hypothetical proposition for you, Stuart. Taking a seat, Philip helped himself to tea. Let me ask you if, over the last few years, I've been some help to you. Spencer took a bite of his sandwich and hoped it, and Philip, wouldn't give him indigestion. Are you looking for a salary increase? A thought, but not precisely what I have in mind. He was capable of producing a particularly charming smile, which he could use to great effect when he chose. And he chose to do so now. The question is, has having a thief on Interpol's payroll been worthwhile? Spencer sniffed, pulled out a handkerchief, then blew. From time to time? Philip noted, wondering if Stuart had, too, that this time he had not used the qualifier retired before thief, and that Stuart had not corrected the omission. You've gotten positively miserly with your compliments. I'm not here to flatter you, Philip. Merely to learn why the devil you thought anything was important enough to demand I fly to New York in the middle of the damn winter. Would you care for two? Two what? Thieves, Stuart. He held out a triangle of the club sandwich. You really should try this on whole wheat. What are you getting at? There was a great deal riding on the next few moments. But Philip had lived most of his life with his future, with his very neck, riding on his actions in a matter of moments. He'd been a thief, and an excellent one, leading Captain Stuart Spencer and men like him down blind alleys and dead ends from London to Paris, from Paris to Morocco, from Morocco to wherever the next prize waited. Then he'd done a complete about-face and begun to work for Spencer and Interpol instead of against them. That had been a business decision, Philip reminded himself. It had been a matter of figuring the odds and the profit. What he was about to propose was personal. Let's say, hypothetically, that I knew of a particularly clever thief, one who's managed to keep Interpol jumping for a decade, one who's decided to retire from active duty and would offer services in exchange for clemency. You're speaking of the shadow, Philip meticulously brushed crumbs from his fingertips. He was a neat man, by habit and by necessity. Hypothetically. The shadow. Spencer forgot his aching heel and jet lag. Millions of dollars in jewels had been stolen by the faceless figure of the thief, known only as the shadow. For ten years Spencer had tracked him, dogged him, missed him. For the past eighteen months, 
Interpol had intensified its investigations, going so far as to set a thief to catch a thief. Philip Chamberlain, the only man Spencer knew whose exploits exceeded those of the shadow. The man, Spencer thought on a sudden wave of fury, he had trusted. You know who he is, dammit! You have known who he is, and where we can find him! Stuart raised his hands on the table. Ten years! Ten years we've been after this man! And damn you! For months you've been paid to find him while stringing us along! You've known his identity and whereabouts all the time! Perhaps I have. Philip spread his long, artistic fingers. Perhaps I haven't. I feel like putting you in a cage and dropping the key in the Thames.